Okay, well, well, welcome everybody. We are now at episode five, believe it or not. Um, episode five, not of this earth. I don't know why that's the thing. <laughs> um, well, I think, I think this is the reason why I thought of that is that, um, oh, quick, let's just say it. Who are you? Hey, I'm Doug. And I'm Steve. And this is our uh, weekly phone call. Um, what what I was thinking about episode five was that it seems like when once a movie got to like the five mark, uh, whether it be like Friday the Thirteenth or Critters or Tremors or I mean I'm just naming off random movies that I can think of the top of my head, but it seems like once they get to five, they're kind of pushing it a little bit and they seem to always go into space. I don't know why that is, but it seems like they do. Um, hmm. Leprechaun, Leprechaun went into space. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't recall any other ones right after. <laughs> maybe it was only, maybe it was only those. Leprechaun, Jason. That Jason Didn't... went in space. That was crazy. <laughs> I can't even believe that that movie got made. Like, that was the weirdest, like, how would you even go to there? Like, how would you even make that stretch of, like, you watch the first Friday the 13th, and it's very grounded, and it's very, you know, gory, and it's, you know, but it's very straightforward slasher, like, you know, people getting stabbed with a butcher knife or maybe maybe a farm implement of some kind, but, you know, machete. Like, it was very, very, you know, normal. And it was scary. I remember being very scared seeing that movie. I thought it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it wasn't even Jason. It was his mom that was doing all the killing. It was a killer mom, um, yeah. which was weird. Uh, and then it, they got more and more, you know, outlandish and stupid as they went on. Um, but that's, you know, that, that's, you know, where it started. And then at some point, they said, well, we don't know where else to go with this. So let's have them in space in the future. <laughs> like, how did that happen? Like, how did they get to that? That's crazy to me. Um, I think it's fun, though. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was a, it was a fun take on it. I, I kind of like it when they try to break the, the mold. I like yeah. uh, like like a new nightmare when you know Freddy escapes into the real world and is mm. you know stock stalking the people that made the the movie. I thought that was that that is that was a, a very fun twist. yeah. I think that's a very underrated movie. Actually, I think it's very interesting and. Um, I, I don't remember if that was before Scream or after Scream. But you could definitely tell that, like, Wes uh, Craven was definitely going kind of meta. Like, he was, like, trying to, like, you know, make this, that the world existed in our world, which was really, really cool. Um, And I I don't don't want to give away the ending of New Nightmare, because there's probably people who haven't actually even seen that, but... There's a real interesting ending to New Nightmare that it still lingers in the back of my head as far as, wow, that was really, really clever, like really different than what you, know, you saw before. And 
Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that movie. Looks like it was two years before Scream. Okay. Yeah, because Scream kind of, kind of retread the, yeah. the. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, I, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to give away the ending. Because, like, honestly, if you've never seen it, watch that movie. Uh, even if you're not a huge, like, Freddy Krueger fan, it's just a very interesting take, and it's, uh, uh, very unique in in those kinds of movies, like to have that much kind of thought into it. And uh, yeah, I won't say anymore. That's it. Yeah, go watch it. Um, tell us what you think. Uh, uh, episode, or, uh, the uh, sequel five or whatever number five of Star Trek actually brought space to Earth. Oh, they went to Earth. Yeah, isn't that weird? Is that is that the one when with the whales? Yeah, that was the whales is one. That I the, think the voyage home. That was that was directed by Leonard Leonard Nimoy. Uh, As a kid, that was my favorite yeah. one. It's a good one. It is a good one. Um, I just watched a documentary about Leonard Nimoy made by his son, and they talk in length about that movie. And he was a very he was very very proud of that movie. Um, and uh, it's very entertaining. It's very different. I haven't watched it in a very long time, so it may not hold up as well as I remember. <laughs> but I remember, I remember enjoying it at the time for sure. Um, I was always one that liked the the different, the different take of anything, taking the the sort of the 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 concept and turning it on its ear. I've always been a little bit uh, counterculture that way. Yeah, you've always been kind of weird. So that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I agree. I always like I always like it when when they can uh, take something and look at it from a different point of view or a different angle. And um, one of the things that I, that I always kind of go back to is that there was a moment in Back to the Future Part Two where at the end of the movie he's in his leather jacket and he's trying to get the sports almanac and that's kind of the, the running gag is he's trying to get this sports almanac and it seems always just kind of outside of his grasp because he thinks that's going to, you know, uh, change everything back to the way it was because everything got all screwed up. And yeah. there's a great moment where I had seen Back to the Future, like, I don't know how many times. So I knew that, that movie by heart. Like, I, you know, I was so into that movie. And then when you see Back to the Future 2 they did this thing where he actually goes into Back to the Future. Like, he goes into the the Back to the Future movie, and it's like he is in the rafters above Marty McFly while he's playing Johnny B. Good. And you get yeah. to see Johnny B. Good, that scene, from a different point of view of this of himself, in the rafters looking down at himself and seeing the audience reaction. It was like... That's amazing. I thought that was so <laughs> cool. And I love it when they do things like that. I think that's really, really fun when they, they take something that you are very, very familiar with and, you know, and they've been doing it more and more. I mean, you see it in like all kinds of things now. You know, they, they always want to re-envision, uh, everything now. Um, yeah. there's a new, there's a new TV series, uh, called Emerald City, I think. Or maybe oh, it's called yeah. em- Emerald. I tried to watch it. I really did because uh, it sounded interesting to kind of revision, uh, do a revision of the, the Wizard of Oz. Um, the musical Wicked is basically that, 
but that's an amazing musical and I don't think you could ever do any better than that. It's, it's so well done. Um, but watching this, it was like, you know what? There's some things you could leave alone. Like you don't need to re-envision everything and make it all dark and, you know, dark night Batman kind of look, you know, like everything is, it's just like, it's all dark and, and, uh, creepy and, and, and like the, the munchkins aren't munchkins anymore. They're just like these ratty looking, you know, kind of like, uh, they almost look like, like homeless people or something, but they, they don't, they don't have the fun of the munchkins. Nobody's singing any songs <laughs> or anything like that. And I remember watching it thinking that, uh, you know, cause for a while there, I mean, little people, didn't have a whole lot of parts out there available for them. And Wizard of Oz was, you know, that was famously like, you know, the most little people ever like in a movie until uh, later. I think they did uh, uh, Under the Rainbow, which they used a lot of the same munchkins from The Wizard of Oz. And that movie was about the little people of The Wizard of Oz. And they stayed at a hotel and, and they caused chaos. It was based on a true story. Um, and Chevy Chase, was, was a, an, I don't remember. It was a real wow. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a real movie. Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher. It was like uh, it was probably like late seventies, early eighties. But uh, it wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to be. I remember seeing it in the theater and being really kind of disappointed because I thought it was going to be a lot. A lot funnier, and I don't know, it was probably just way over my head is what probably it was. But uh, the thing is that, like, munchkins weren't, or I don't want to call them munchkins, that's mean. Um, little people, <laughs> let's just call them munchkins from now on. Uh, the little people, they didn't have a whole lot of choice in roles. So whenever there was any kind of a Wizard of Oz type thing, they pretty much had a lock on it. Like there was only so many and they pretty much had it all nailed oh. down. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I was thinking to myself when this TV show came on that, uh, you know, some of the little people out there that are working um, were like, okay, well, where, you know, when do I start? You know, it's like, okay, uh, well, I got this convention. I got this car show I got to do. And then I, I'm going to be at this state fair and everything, but I can definitely be there after that and they're just like um hold on a minute <laughs> we we're not uh we're not gonna use little people this time we're just gonna, just gonna have some normal people playing sort of the munchkin type oh really <laughs> oh that's great because i mean they don't have any parts so that's good that's good that they are gonna <laughs> be playing munchkin i'm sure they were up in arms about it and all upset and uh, but uh, maybe they weren't. Maybe they were just like, eh, screw the Wizard of Oz stuff. We're not doing that anymore. We want real, we want real parts. Um, we'll do a little people version of like, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe like, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Like a little people production of that. Or, uh, <laughs> it's like a, an all little people Hamlet. Or something, yeah, it was just you know something fun like that. I don't know, <laughs> something fun. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, Emerald City, I couldn't get through it. I'm sorry, it just wasn't 
didn't hold my attention. Um, but, you know, Wizard of Oz is one of those things where they, they keep reimagining because it's public domain. So, like, we had... Is it, uh, is it, still, is it still public um, domain? It, it has to be, because we had Tin Man, you remember, with... Uh, oh, Richard Dreyfus and... Uh, wasn't... Uh, nah, I get Marie hung up Yeah, that's right. She wasn't. Yeah. And, um, I, and yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that I think, you know, anybody can can make new stories of, so it, it just, it's, and it's, you know, it's an interesting concept, and it's visually appealing, and it's got the, you know, everybody knows what the Wizard of Oz is, so it's, so it's kind of an easy mark to, I think, I actually your, think your that, own spin on it. I actually think that movie is still on my Netflix queue from, like, five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I, I I think I've had it on there for like five years. I think I always see it when I look at my queue, but I never even look at my queue anymore because there's way too much stuff to even think about going to the things that I haven't gotten to in five years. So yeah, um, I don't even know why I even look at that list. It's ridiculous. I should just erase it. <laughs> I mean, I should just delete everything off there. It's just no, there's no point. Well, I, I think it gathers information about you, though, based on what's in your queue. Yeah. I well, it used to be a huge thing back when Netflix first started. It was like, oh, you got to put all this stuff on your queue. And actually, I, yeah, I used it for that. Like a, uh, I used it as a uh, sort of the par- before they had parental controls. I used my queue as the parental controls because I would just put all the kids' movies on the queue, and oh. then that was all that they could watch. Right. Made it really, they made it really easy, and then, of course, they've gotten more sophisticated since then. But I remember we played a joke on somebody at work. Somebody had left their uh, Netflix queue up, and so we thought it would be really funny if we, like, ordered all of these movies for them. And we didn't, like, do anything, like, you know, like, they don't have porn, but I mean, we didn't like put like a bunch of like porny kind of stuff on there, but we, we picked like the most awful movies, like terrible, terrible movies, like every bad movie we could think of, like really like third, <laughs> fourth, fifth string, you know, movies. And we just filled their queue with those. So that way all of a sudden they'd start getting these movies in the mail. Oh, that's right. I forgot about getting them in the mail. I was talking about yeah. Just online, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, this was yeah, this was in the mail, and so the, he started. He started. He hadn't checked his queue, and all of a sudden he started seeing, like you know, <laughs> best of the best six or something like that. And, you know, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts doesn't even show up for it. It's like so bad. Like he's not even. He doesn't even want anything to do with it. Which that's something, because he that will do could, everything. You could put titles like. You know, directly to the top of my list. Like this is highest priority, and yeah, that's what we did. Now. <laughs> yeah, so we filled we filled his thing with these things. Uh, Darkman Eight, Darkman Eight, <laughs> with uh, uh, Jeff Fahey. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, yeah, so I. Uh, I guess uh, I don't have a whole lot of things to talk about this week. Um, yeah, not, I mean, not, not a ton came out. I mean, there wasn't really any huge, like, nobody passed away. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Um, although, Harrison Ford, did you hear about this? Yeah. 
I didn't read any articles about it. I just I, I heard it in passing. He almost he almost crashed his uh, small plane into a 737 that was on the taxiway. He was going to land oh, on boy. the runway. He was going to go land on the runway, and instead he accidentally like headed into the taxiway and like I mean he came close to like brushing the top of a 737. Oh, and man. uh yeah, he could be in some big trouble. He might get his license uh revoked so he won't yeah, be able to gonna fly say. anymore. Yeah, Which, he's probably done flying. You now. know, uh, yeah, maybe maybe he should. Uh because yeah. he's had he's had some issues. <laughs> I mean like, <laughs> I mean he crashed onto a golf course, he uh he's had a couple other accidents. Like this isn't the first one. Like he's had several, you know, near death like crashes in his plane. And everyone says he's a great pilot, but maybe you know maybe he's smoking a lot of weed or something um, <laughs> because he's a I mean he's a famously like big time weed smoker, and so maybe he's you know just so high that he's not good at flying. I don't know, <laughs> but it's going to be really sad if that's the way we lose him. Is him you know. I mean, he could have crashed into the 737 and killed everybody on the plane. You know, there was like 110 passengers on this plane. And he could have killed everybody. And they would have been like, no, it would have been no fun at all. Except for maybe for their families, because they'd be like, well, Han Solo killed my family. Which, that would be, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? He'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't think think fun is the word you're looking for. I don't think think he could watch, like, Indiana Jones again, because he'd just be like, (laughs) oh, right. Indiana Jones killed my stepbrother. Like, you know, that's that's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's too bad. No, he really he really should stop. He really should just stop. I mean, I think that's I think this is a good, you know, reason to, you know. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> did you uh did you see the the stuff for uh Avengers Infinity War? Oh yeah, that little uh, teaser they did, which I, I threw oh. it up on the Facebook page. I mean, that that wow. reminded me. I mean, it was a little bit longer, but it reminded me of the the old school teaser trailers, where it was, yes. you know, like for. Uh, uh, I remember the one for uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where it's like now in production, and then, you know, there's like behind yeah. the scenes shots. That's and, what, yeah, that's what they used to always do. They never gave away. Like scenes of a movie. Like, if you watch back, look at trailers like from like the fifties and like you know, like they'd always do that. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Here's here's star, you know, uh, John Wayne on the set of his newest film, you know." And look at John; he's eating a sandwich. Hey, John, what are you doing? <laughs> and then and then John and then John Wayne would be like. Yep, here I am. I'm on the newest, you know, Western, and, you know, and I'm with this fabulous person, and, well, I just can't wait for you all to see it. You know, I just, like, you know, he'd be, like, sitting in a chair. Like, that'd be it. Yeah. You know, it'd be, like, they wouldn't show anything. And that was I a think... spot-on John Wayne impression, by the way. <laughs> that was just... I, was, I wasn't I wasn't even going to... That was dead. I wasn't even going to... I wasn't even going to try. <laughs> That's just not even... That's no, there's no purpose in that. I never, I never, I never claimed to be Rich Little. Um, going way back, uh, yeah, he's a <laughs> guy that used to do impersonations <laughs> when he was on the Merv Griffin show. 
<laughs> you don't know what that is either. Um, I know what Mike Douglas. Douglas. The Mike Douglas show. How about that? You don't know that one either. Um, no, that was no a, idea. That was a that was a big one. The Mike Douglas show. Uh, that was on when you got home from school about like four o'clock in the afternoon. You'd be able to catch that. Um, there actually is a really good uh, YouTube video of the stars of Star Wars uh, right after it came out. They're on the Mike Douglas show, and it's Harrison Ford, Luke, uh, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher. And nobody knows them, and they don't know anything about them, and uh, Mike Douglas is a complete dope. And he <laughs> asked a bunch of really dumb questions. But you can tell that they're probably high. Like they just, they see, they're just like kind of giggling to each other and Carrie is cute and she's giggling and Harrison's the serious one, but he's just kind of like, you know, oh yeah, this is great. You know, and, and you can tell that even then he was like, oh God, this is really going to suck. Like I am going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this for a very long time. You know, and, uh, but, but he seems happier. You know, talking, which is something. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mike Douglas. Um, but yeah, so go, yeah, going back to Infinity War though, uh, that teaser is amazing. It's really fun. No, it just, it made me so excited. And why, and it, why are you excited? Who's, who's gonna be in Guardian, or who's gonna, oh, I almost gave it away. Who's gonna be in <laughs> Avengers Infinity War? Oh, yeah, I mean, I think this is the first time they've actually officially said that Guardians of the Galaxy will be in it. Yeah, they are. Everybody kind of figured, everybody kind of figured that they were going to, but they they were all kind of tight-lipped about it for some reason. I know, they were being, like the worst kept secret. I know, they were being all coy about it and stuff. Well, maybe they might be in it, and it's like, yeah, really, you're not going to put in, like, your biggest performers, like, that movie did like crazy business and everybody loves them. Like you're not yeah. going to put rocket raccoon next in to a space Stark. movie. I know in a movie about space. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And Spider-Man's yeah. going to be in it too. We found out. Yeah. Which, yep. uh, which is awesome. Um, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I, I can, I cannot wait to see rocket raccoon, like interact with like Scott Lang and, uh, you know, Tony Stark and, you know, it'll be just like a snark off. Like everybody will yeah. be all snarky and, and, oh, it'd be so fun to see all that. And Groot talking to Doctor Strange and, and, uh, Thor, you know, talking to Drax. I mean, it's just like, I mean, how neat. Like, it's just like, this is like <laughs> what I, this is what I, what I dreamed of as a kid. You know, that yeah. one day that we would see these characters in a movie and not only like see them in a movie, but then have like all kinds of movies and then have all those movies come together and then have everybody together in one movie. That's just, that's, that's, it wasn't even possible to think that that was going to happen. Like that wasn't even like, no way. I I just wanted an X-Man movie. X-Man. X-Men. X-Man. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like mom. <laughs> do you, do you, you want to watch X Man? Are you gonna get an X Man at the at the at the Snyder's? Are you gonna get an X Man? Uh, ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. <laughs> ben Franklin. Are you gonna go watch a Star War? 
Um, <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just wanted to see Wolverine. I just wanted to see him in a movie. I was so excited to see him in a movie. Like when I was, yeah. you know, thinking, thinking about it, like, oh, how cool would that be? Never dreaming that they would ever make movies of any of these guys. Because well, they you noticed that, that little trailer. Well, you notice in that little trailer too, they, they make a point to point that out. A point to point that out. But, you know, they were the first ones to really do this. And it's kind of, oh, it's kind of easy to forget because everybody's doing it now. I mean, even DC is kind of, they're trying their half-assed attempt at it. Yeah. But Marvel really perfected it. I mean, they, they really did it. And it's, they're, now they're even taking things that, you know, might seem disparate, like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and, and the Avengers, and they're going to do it again. They're going to make another crossover that's going to be even better and bigger, and it's just, it's, and it, it just keeps going. Blowing. Yeah. It just keeps going and going and going, and, and every idea that they come up with that you think, oh, well, you know, Ant-Man, you know, not my favorite hero. You know, I mean, like, who, who really liked Ant-Man? Um, yeah. And then make and then make it a thing, you know, and, and uh, make you actually really like him and, and really get into it and and make it fun. And um, it's it's just amazing, the, the, the stuff that they pull out. I, I'm just completely amazed um, at how they've pulled all this together. And it's taken a long time, but they they uh, – they really had a map. They knew what they were doing, you know, from the beginning. Yeah. And it's paying off. I mean, they, they are, these movies make more money than anything. Um, yeah. And, uh, now the, I just read too, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is, is going to be opening May 27th. Yeah. And, and with that, they're now going to have a whole bunch of other, Marvel properties there. You know, they're going to have Spider-Man, they're going to have Captain America, they already said there's going to be like Black Widow and and uh, Hawkeye walking around and that kind of thing. They can't do it in Orlando yet, I think, because Universal still has the rights in Orlando, because yep. they, they have the Hulk ride and the Spider-Man ride. Um, it's everything east of the Mississippi. They, they can't do anything east of the Mississippi. Is that true? That's what their their licensing says. And Universal has Marvel heroes as long as they want them, essentially, is how the contract is written. So really? Universal can say, yeah, we're not going to use these anymore. You guys can have them back. But at this point, they're not going to do that. I mean, you know, when, when uh, Marvel signed the agreement, Disney wasn't even – in the picture. I mean, it was, you know, decades ago, so it wasn't, it was never going to be a problem. And, uh, so now, but now it is a problem because Disney owns them and it's huge. So yeah. any, I guess the, the rule is right now that anything that's currently not at Universal Studios can technically be used by Disney, but the lawyers are all over this trying to figure it out. So like, Doctor Strange does not have any appearance at uh, Universal. Okay. <clears throat> like, I don't think there's any anything mentioning Doctor Strange anywhere. And, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's a chance that both of those can show up in, in uh, Orlando at some point. But 
the uh, you know lawyers for both sides, I'm sure, are just trying to uh, iron out you know what can we use, what can't we use. Right. Apparently, Disney has has uh, had a Doctor Strange in a person, you know, like an appearance thing uh, at Hollywood Studios or Hollywood, whatever it is, in Orlando. But they can't advertise it. So it's just sort of like you have to go there and see if he's there. Like they can't, they can't weird tell anybody about it. Wow, it's just, <clears throat> just that is it's so bizarre. strange. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because well, I was thinking about when, uh, when we were looking at the, you know going to Disney, I was like, well, is there going to be any Marvel stuff there? Because that's what I'm really, of course, excited about. But yeah, Star Wars will be cool too. Yeah, Star Wars will be cool, and I I know the rides, the Star Wars rides are really neat, and uh, I really want to go on that Space Mountain. Uh, Millennium Falcon or whatever it is, uh, they've changed space or they're going to change Space Mountain into a Star Wars ride. Oh, they are. Where? Yeah. So wow. that's gonna be neat. Yeah, that's gonna be really cool. We've probably even talked about this before. Well, we talked about the Star Wars Land thing, but I don't think I don't think we talked about Space Mountain. But uh, that's a good move because Space Mountain. I mean, it's a fun ride, but there really mm. isn't a whole lot to look at. Except for like you know they do all the like space effects and stuff and stars and and yeah. there was so much that they could do there to make that ride like you know amazing. Um, so I think that would be really really cool um, because it's uh, it's still a really popular ride as far as I know. I mean Epcot I think it's one of the most popular parks, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fun to see how all this plays out. And I'm very excited to go on that ride, uh, to go on the Avengers ride, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean. Uh, what else? Ben Affleck. What's going on with Ben Affleck? Yeah, he's officially left as director now. We we left, man. We, 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 yeah, and we talked about that last week. And then, all of a sudden, what comes out a few days later... He wants out of Batman. He doesn't even want to play Batman anymore. So he is, like, looking at any way possible to get out. Like, he... Do you think that's just a bargaining? Like, he's trying to get more money? Do you think he's trying to pull up? Uh, I think he might be ready to leave, which is not a good sign. Because, you know, they already already shot the Justice League movie, and he's in that. Um, That just shows me that he has no confidence. Yeah, in where in where it's going, and he doesn't want to be attached to it, so he wants to get out. And boy, that's really tough for DC because yeah. they're trying to pull all their stuff together. If people start bailing, that's uh, that's bad news. And you know they got the Aquaman thing uh, going like full force, and I guess you know they're casting on that and. Um, Flash, I guess, stalled. So nobody knows what's going on with that. I guess the director backed out of that one. Really? So I, mean, I wish I, I wish Warner Brothers well with their DC stuff, but I just don't think they know what they're doing. They just have no idea how to make a shared universe like Marvel did. Well, I, th- I think that's the problem is that they keep looking at what's 
popular. Like, oh, this works, then we should do this. You know, oh, obviously, Deadpool, you know, did amazing, you know, business. It was because it was rated R and it was dark and it was funny. So let's make our movie dark and funny. Or, you know, they... uh or they go the other way and they do like the Batman versus Superman thing and they make that like really dark and uh almost like anti Marvel. Like we're gonna be yeah. the opposite. You know, if Marvel if Marvel is fun and light, then we're gonna go dark and heavy, you know, and, and make it, you know, uh more for adults, you know, and that kind of thing. And and, and there's room for both. There's no doubt. I mean there there definitely is room for that. But I don't think it would have the same kind of shared universe popularity. I think you could yeah. do like one, like one-offs that way. But the reason why Marvel works is because they all work together, and they all right. connect, and they all make sense, and they I don't know they just do it right. They just completely do it right. And when we see Infinity War next next year. We're going to see all of this stuff come together, which, I mean, I was so excited to see the first Avengers, and that was only, what, like five of them, you know, together? This is going to be like 30 people, at least, together, all at once. That's going to be so cool. Is this going to be, I don't remember, is it it like one long movie, or... Because they're not, they, they stopped, they're not splitting it anymore, right? No, but they are they shooting, they are shooting them. Yeah, but they are shooting them together. Oh, okay. But they said, but they said that the, the first one is its own. That's why they, that's why they uh, changed it from part one and part two to just one, because they said it's a complete story on its own. Like it doesn't need to be two parts. No. So I'm assuming that that means that since they're shooting them back to back, that the next movie will be the aftermath of what happened from Infinity War, which I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I just reread the Infinity War book, not the whole thing, but I just kind of flipped through it and was just kind of, you know, looking at different, you know, sequences and things. And I'll, I'll be very interested to see what they do. If they stay with uh, what happens in there, um, because uh, I forgot there were some really awful things that happened to some of the heroes. Um, <laughs> but I just, you know, I don't know if they would be brave enough to do some of those things. Maybe they will, because how it ends, you know, uh, a lot of that is, um, oh, God, I don't want to spoil anything. I can't spoil anything. That's not fair. <laughs> it's just like if people want to see, the, if you want to read the comic, you can see what happens. Uh, I don't want to ruin it if you don't want to read that, and if you want to wait for the movie, that's cool. That might, I mean, um, that might change things up, though. I'm sure they will change things up. I mean, just a couple. Oh, oh and they will. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, if you didn't read the comics of Civil War, you know, Captain America gets shot at the end. He gets killed. Gets uh, yeah. gets sniped. Um. By crossbones. Was, uh, by crossbones. Who they killed. <laughs> Who they I killed know. in the movie instead. I know. I know. That's so weird. Yeah. And I never understood how they even killed him anyway. 
Like all this time, he could have just taken a sniper bullet in the neck and he would have died. <laughs> like all of the times that he like fought like armies and armies of people and beat up robots and attacked, you know, giant head, you know, things and, and dragons. <laughs> and I mean, like think of all the things he fought like over the years, like, like millions of things, you know, he went to space. Yeah, he, he went to space. Everybody, like, he, he, and then he just got killed by, like, a sniper bullet. And I didn't understand yeah. that at all. I was like, so all this time, if he just, if he just hit him in his sweet spot, he'd be dead. <laughs> well, they were originally, <clears throat> they were originally going to have him step on a bar of soap in a shower, and that's how he died. <laughs> just, just slipped. Oh, oh. <laughs> he choked at a chicken bone. <laughs> like, ah, no, we can't do that. We should have him go on. We should have him get killed by a sniper. <laughs> oh, you know what would be, be better would be a fishbone. Have you ever swallowed a fishbone? That is uh, yeah, super, have, actually. super painful. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible feeling to have a fishbone in your neck. You have to eat bread. You have to eat the, the, eat the bread so it takes the fishbone down. Oh, man, it hurts. It really does hurt. Uh, did you watch Walking Dead? I did. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, I'm just excited to see it keep unfolding. And I, you know, it's like reading the single issues of a comic bill. You get to the end of the episode and you're like, no, let's yeah. just keep going. But you know, there was some, there the was some really serial TV. Yeah. There was some really cool stuff in it. Uh, I guess we probably can't spoil that either because that was like a week ago. People still have it on there on their DVRs or whatever, and they're still probably waiting to see it. Um, But it it was, it was a good building episode. It was a good, like, you know, this is leading to something. And yeah, I don't feel it was wasted. No. And there was some, there was some great uh, dialogue. There's some really good monologues. Uh, Rick has a great monologue at the end, which I would consider, I would consider like, using that like in auditions like that was a that was a really good monologue um but uh he uh he's he's surprising in this he's got a lot of moments in there that uh it's not exactly what we've seen before so it's it's kind of fun to see him change a little bit and uh gregory who's a complete you know touche um and in the comics he is too but yeah. He's got he's got some really really funny moments at the beginning that I yeah was, he did. Uh, I was he I was very uh, yeah yeah me too he reminded me of uh, uh, J J uh, Jonah Jameson <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a way like the way I mean yeah. kind of his kind of glibness and and whatever but um, very funny uh, that actor is very good so um, I'm happy where the show is going I think it's I think it's going to be it's going to be really cool. And we got to see Shiva, which was neat. Oh, yeah. have seen Shiva. Shiva since, you know, way, way back. And so that was awesome. And uh, I did get around to watching Powerless. I know you had watched it. Uh, last oh, I watched week. the first episode. Yeah, I didn't watch. I, I watched watch the second the one. one. Yeah, I watched the second one. How, I mean, like the I first think... episode, the first episode really felt like a pilot. I mean, it was... 
Oh, very much. You, you know, you know that, that pilot feel. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. not a full show yet. It's, you know, just kind of a proof of concept thing. And I thought it was fine for that, but I mean, it, it I think it, the next episodes are what's really important. How, yeah. how was, uh, how was the second episode? It was, it was better, I think. Uh, cause like you okay. said, the, fir- the first one had the pilot kind of, um, that feeling this of, is what we are. Uh, this is what yes. we're doing, and this is what's and, going to and, happen. And, yeah. and this character does this, and this character does this, and this character acts this way, and yeah. so they, you know, they set all that up. I think the thing that holds it together is Alan Tudyk um, as Van Wayne, Bruce Wayne's cousin. He's <laughs> he's so <laughs> he is he is so great. Alan Tudyk is just so great he's good in everything and yeah. i just i just listened to him on the nerdist he's on the nerdist podcast and i just listened to him and as much as i'm annoyed by chris hardwick um nothing against chris Hardwick. i mean i i like him but a lot of times he has a tendency to kind of interrupt people and you never get to like hear the ends of things because he kind of jumps in there and and like starts talking about himself which is kind of <laughs> kind of irritating and also, he swears way too much. He is always dropping the F-bomb all the time. And it's like, okay, <laughs> just, we know you know that word. Just don't do it constantly. You know, just <laughs> calm down. But uh, but Alan Judic was really good on it. <clears throat> and he is so funny. And everything he does, he is so good. Um. So he does a great job in this show, and um, the supporting people are great too. I mean, I like I like all of them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes and what and what they're going to do with it. Um, I think there's a new episode on tonight, actually. Oh, um, okay. I'll have to check well, out uh, last week's and then this week's now. Yeah, it uh, Thursday. I think I think will come I, out later. I think it might. I think it might make it. I mean, it seems pretty solid. The writing is funny and uh I think there's an audience for it. So I think it I think it will uh I think it will do okay. Oh this I just they... power <laughs> this just in powerless is canceled. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that they kind of completely wrong light. I like that I mean that it's not connected to the other D C shows, which I like. Yeah, I like those shows, but I like that this feels like it's it's kind of its own universe. It's sort of the comic book universe. It feels like Sky High, which I love that movie. It does. Yeah, me too. And it has that feeling for sure. It definitely has yeah. that feel. Did you, uh, did you see any movies this weekend? I didn't. I was just busy doing stupid adult stuff like changing brakes and running errands. I didn't really get to do anything fun. <laughs> <laughs> you change your own brakes? Yeah, I do. Holy cow. You're my hero. <laughs> I had no idea you did that. Yeah, change uh, your own change your own brakes. That's like that's like being a milliner or something. It's like a milliner. That's like it's like being a mason. <laughs> like do you make your own flour? Like are you no. like you know, do you like wow that's crazy. <laughs> It's a skill acquired born out of necessity. Because <laughs> oh. I need new brakes on my car, but I'm just going to go to a guy. And, uh, <laughs> there's no there's no way I'm doing it. 
Dangerous. Because <laughs> if I do, it's wrong. Talk about doing breaks, but if you need help, I'll, I can well, help you. Well, yeah, this, yeah this, isn't, this, isn't, this isn't car talk. <laughs> uh, so that's not, and believe me, you don't want to hear us talk about cars, because that's <laughs> not going to be interesting. Um, I watched, we got, we got an Amazon Prime membership, and so there are so many shows on Amazon Prime, and yeah. we started watching uh, The Man in the High Castle. Oh, yeah. That show? Yeah, wow. is, it like a, is it a time travel thing? Well, you know, I don't know. Because I'm only about eight episodes into ten on the first season, so I'm not to the end of the first season. But okay. um, I just saw like a trailer for it, and I was like, "What is this show? What is happening?" Well, it's well, the concept is that uh, it's what America would be like if uh, the Nazis had won World War Two. Oh, so maybe that's where I'm confused. So it's the '60s. It's set in the '60s. But it all looks like the 40s, which is really okay. interesting. And maybe that's, uh, of course, maybe that's and of course, there's time travel then. Yeah, so then, you know, the Nazis are in charge. And Adolf Hitler is super old. And you get to see him, like, on, you know, news, you know, things. Um, but they divided the country in half. So one half of the country is... Uh, the Japanese and the other half is the Germans rule it. So uh, you have the Japanese in power on one side and you have the Germans on, on the other side. And it's really, it's really interesting. And <laughs> so far it's very good. So, uh, cause I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty much the whole concept of the show. And, and you know, the, the hook of the show after the first episode, which is that uh, one of the characters uh, finds uh uh, film, uh, like newsreel film, and when they watch it, it shows that the U.S. won the war and not the Germans. Ah. And so that having that in there, that questions everything. And so everybody wants this film, and evidently um. the person, the person, the person who uh, uh, has the control of this stuff is the man in the high castle. And we don't know who that is. But, uh, um, or like my wife uh, likes to call it, the man in the white castle, which is, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different show. That is a lot more gassy. That is not the same. Would you like a slider? <laughs> no, no, I, Actually, we were supposed to. We're actually looking for the man in the high castle. Oh, you know, I, I get mixed up with him all the time. Yeah, I don't know where he is either. Would you like to use our disgusting restroom? No, no, we're good. We're just, we're just fine. Um. But yeah, so it's a very it's a very good show though, and I didn't realize it's based on a book written by uh, Philip K. Dick, who wrote uh, uh, do, yeah. uh, do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, which became Blade Runner. So yep, it definitely and, has uh, a sci-fi, Total Recall, and a bunch of other. Oh, that's right. That we can remember recall. it for you wholesale. That was the Philip K. Dick. That's right. Wow. Yep. Good good pull on that one. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, okay, so quickly let's uh, let's do our new segment, fast pitch. We don't have a whole oh, yeah. lot of time here, so let's. Uh, today we're just we're keeping. Last time we did we did three. I think this time we should only do two. Just okay. to keep it, unless you think of a third one that like you you're dying to throw out there. But okay, I honestly have not put any thought into this at all, like none, because um, I wanted to go in completely, completely clean. So I've got one. Okay, I've got one. Go. So okay, um, it's a it's a story about a, a college basketball team, and they're okay. this is a movie. They're they're underdogs, and um, they just they can't win a game, literally to save their life. I mean, they just they're terrible. Okay. So one night, you know, the guys are all kind of dejected, and they're they're out on a a walk after practice and they come across this like glowing meteor and uh, they're like, wow, you know, it, it starts making them feel like, you know, more powerful and like, you know, like they're getting some sort of basketball powers or something like that. <laughs> so, so they go to their, you know, they go to their next game and uh, they go to start playing and they're, they're feeling, you know, more confident and more, powerful and like you know they're they're doing great at, you know at warm up and, and then the game starts and uh it just starts like horribly mutating them like a David Cronenberg movie and the second half of the movie is just like horrible like body horror as they you know mutate into strange weird alien creatures and that's it <laughs> the end <laughs> it's like the fly. Do they, do they, uh, it's like Hoosiers meets the fly <laughs> do they uh, do they still keep playing basketball? No. After no, they become who monsters, who cares about basketball? They're they're becoming monsters. Nobody cares about basketball. <laughs> but that would be pretty amazing if, if they stayed <laughs> monsters and everybody just and treated them like yeah, they just treat them normal. Like they're not even like like nobody's even like kind of horrified by them or anything. It's just like sure you've got five heads, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> They're still <laughs> dunking on them and stuff. Like they can't even. <laughs> it's like the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, they just, like, just kind of for show. Um, they start doing like they start doing just like exhibition games and things. Um, that's not a bad idea. That's 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 pretty good though. What would you call it? Like Monster Ball or like. Uh, Basket mutants, basket mall, like M A U L. Basket mall, basket mall. Oh, see that 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 begs it too. Basket mall too. <laughs> and then there could be we could go all the way up to five where they go into space. Basket mall five free throw. <laughs> um, that's actually really good. Uh, okay, I got. I, let me think. Okay, mine mine's probably not gonna be as detailed, but uh, how about we do a? How about you do like a reverse Ghostbusters? So instead of ghosts being uh, captured, you actually uh, put ghosts places. I got it. You can rent. Uh-huh. You can rent ghosts. You go to somebody. You go. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a U-Haul, and you go there, 
and you ask and they ask you like what you're going to use the ghosts for and you're like oh I want to I want to scare my you know uh greedy uncle uh so that way he'll <laughs> he'll leave he'll leave his mansion and then I will get it or something I don't know how that works. That's not, that doesn't sound like a legal, uh, that doesn't sound like a legal thing. Um, I think, I think, I think there'd be some questioning on that whole, uh, procedure that you just get the mansion because he runs out of the building scared. Um, but. I think standard ghost rules apply. I mean, that sounds I think, pretty I legally, think that's, that's, that's wrapped think, up. That's fine. I think, I think that, I think that's very sound. I think that's sound legal <laughs> advice. Uh, so. You go in there and you ask to rent a ghost and then, uh, you pay, you know, something and then they release the ghost into whatever and then they have to, but then they'd have to come and get it. And maybe that'd be the movie. Is it like once, you know, like there's like one ghost that like, you know, he is really, yeah, he's like Pinocchio or something. You know, he just gets out there and he's so excited to be in the real world that he doesn't want to go back. And then, so then they have to go and get him, which would, that would actually be Ghostbusters. So that would probably not work. <laughs> but the initial idea is not Ghostbusters. It's the reverse of Ghostbusters. It would be called Ghost Bringers. Ghost, <laughs> ghost, ghost Putters. Um, I don't, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's not bad, I guess. All right, you got one more. Okay, let me think. Man, I don't know. Um, Ghosts are us. That's what it would be called. Ghosts are us. I like it. Okay, so there's a college professor, and he works in a very prestigious uh, university, and um, uh, he... um, is walking to work one day and he sees a guy on the street and he's selling uh knickknacks and he uh buys a uh four leaf clover pendant and uh when he puts it on he is uh he has amazing good luck all the time so then he um uh goes to the racetrack and he puts a bet on a horse, and um, the horse wins, but then immediately dies. So then he finds out that every uh, thing that he, uh, everything that's good luck for him, always then immediately turns bad. So he purposely then tries to do things that are uh, bad for him, hoping that that will that the reverse will happen. And then he goes and finds the guy who sold him the knickknack and he beats the shit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the, that's the, that's called Lucky Louie. (laughs) (laughs) Luck of the Irish. That's it. Luck of the Irish. That's it. Yeah. I like it. Mm. The old twist ending. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, so there's this guy. He works. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to draw inspiration from the the surroundings of me. So, there's a guy. 
<laughs> he works in an ad agency. And, you work uh, in an ad agency? And uh, <laughs> he's out on a walk at lunch one day, and he comes across this little creature, and uh, it attaches himself, attaches to him, and it's like some sort of like alien or I don't know goblin or something. And so he he can't get it off of him. He gets it back up into his office because he doesn't know what else to do because he's stupid and um, puts it in his drawer. And it starts giving him like really great ideas. Like it starts okay. talking to him and it starts giving him like awesome ideas. And, and so he starts getting like promoted and, uh, you know, this little creature is just, you know, helping him out so much, but he's got to feed it. And, uh, you know, you would think that, you know, maybe he's got to, you know, start feeding him, you know, like bodies or something like a little shop of horrors, but a uh, little shop of horror, but, um, no, he just wants to eat like office supplies. So it just it becomes this sort of this this awkward like where have all the pens gone? I can't believe we have to keep ordering more pens. And uh that's really all it requires is just like, you know, like pens and staplers and stuff and everybody else in the office is really annoyed that you know all the supplies are gone. But he gets <laughs> but so then he gets so then he gets like promoted because his ideas because are so the, good. Yeah, the idea is really good. So they can buy all the pens they want for the little creature. And it's just, you know, it's a feel-good story. So then he's got a rival at work, and so he wants to know, like, where all these great ideas are coming from because he knows that they can't possibly be coming from this schmo. So then he, <laughs> so then he actually um, follows him and, you know, sees, like, what he's doing at his desk, and he sees him putting the you know, feeding the little monster thing in his drawer. And so then, does he take the thing home or does he leave it at the office all the time? I think he leaves it in the office. It lives there. So that's so that's good. So he leaves it in the office. And then, then when our, our guy goes home, the rival goes in there and he's like, hey, I'm going to, you know, see what this is about. And you think that the thing will probably, like, kill him or eat him or something. But instead, he gives him ideas, too. But his are already ideas that have already been done. So he gives them ideas <laughs> that are like already, so he looks like a complete hack. So whenever he throws his ideas out there, they're like, they've been done. And so then that just makes him look bad. And, uh, <laughs> and then, so then he eventually kidnaps the little monster and he ties it up and he puts it in the basement and, uh, forces it, you know, to like, give him good ideas, but, um, yeah, so the creatures, the creatures, and then uh, the thing eats him, family eats comes, him. yeah, so the, oh, the family yeah. comes to re to rescue him because he sends up some sort of homing scent or something, I don't know, yeah, like, until all the little, the other little goblins come and, uh, and rip apart the guy in a brutal fashion, and they eat him, and they eat him. And they eat him, but then they and spit him out because they really don't like they don't like to eat meat. They they're vegetarians or office and then a, and then and then and then a, a <laughs> bone a bone gets stuck in the throat of the little monster, and he ha and he has to he has to eat some bread to get the bone down. It's really really it's really it's really painful, and that's our that's our callback. 
<laughs> yeah. we, brought it, we, brought it, we brought it back around. That is called Staples the Movie, sponsored by Staples. Sponsored by Office Max. <laughs> you have to be the opposite. Staples, Staples, Staples the Movie, the movie by brought to you by Office Yeah, it should be the opposite. <laughs> That's it. That's comedy. Oh, that was, all right, that all right. That's dumb. terrible. All right. <laughs> all right, folks. That's it. We didn't have a whole lot of real stuff to talk about, so we made up a bunch of crap at the end. So, <laughs> so you're welcome. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, these are a ton of fun, and we love that uh, people are listening. And uh, please continue to do so and leave a review or a star thing or whatever, comment. Um, yeah. You can reach uh, Doug at, uh, well, we can, you can do 10 Minutes From Hell, um, 10MFH.com, um, WugmanMax, W-U-G-M-A-N-M-A-X, at Facebook. And, uh, I have Twitter, but I never use it. Um, and Steve, where are you at? Uh, you can find me at uh, Dennis the Office Cobra, and you can leave a message there if you'd like. You can watch the videos, and uh, that's it. The music's playing under us oh. right now. That means we're done, huh? Well, we want to uh, say thank you to Eric, who left a great review for us on that's iTunes. Right. Eric Eric uh, Deshesny. I want to say it right, but I'm sure I didn't. <laughs> but Eric, I'm very sorry that I, I maybe butchered your name. But thank you very much for the review. Thanks for listening. Um, and uh, I know you like even shared it on your page, which is a really, really nice thing to do. Uh, that's it, man. We will uh, see you next week. Yeah.